In this episode of Uptech Report, we talk with Chad Kenny with Clumio, a 100-person startup that offers a SaaS-like service for enterprise backup. Chad is the Vice President and Chief Technologist at Clumio, driving the long-term vision and strategy. Chad has 20 years of experience in technology leadership roles, most recently as an early founding team member at Pure Storage. Thanks so much for joining me, Chad. I'm excited to learn more about Clumio and also why you joined them and this direction and how you personally are innovating and growing. So first off, uh, tell me a bit about yourself and why did you decide to join Clumio? Awesome. Well, first off, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Uh, my name is Chad Kinney. I've been uh, with uh, Clumio here for a solid one month. Um, I've had a, a bunch of fun gigs in tech uh, and I've had a blast just talking to people about you know, the, the fun parts about technology, the values customers get from it, and really understanding the pains and challenges in the enterprise. Um, this opportunity seemed like a perfect fit because I was really looking for opportunities to move to a more, you know, either cloud native or SaaS based offering to help enterprises in a way that, you know, I felt was ultra complex uh, that could be solved in a much more simplistic way. Um, and, you know, backup seemed like the thing that was the low hanging fruit to go to cloud. And, you know, when you looked at all of the pains and challenges that the enterprise was going through on their journey to the cloud, this seemed like a way to really help people protect their data. In many cases, I realized people weren't uh, really paying too much attention to it. Uh, whereas on-prem, they focused heavily on it. Uh, and so this was a really exciting opportunity for me to help educate people on what's going on in the cloud and then how we could help protect them. My role though pretty much is to kind of be a little bit of the outbound version to help people understand exactly what that technology transition is. Um, I you know, work with uh, our product organizations in engineering to not only understand exactly what we're doing, but help them understand the pains customers are having so that we can build better solutions for our, our customers and hopefully give them a lot better experience than what they're dealing with today in their core data center. For a good analogy, what can you, how can you explain what does Clumio do? What value does it bring? So it's funny, I actually come up with these analogies a lot with my family. And when I, when I came over to Clumio, they kind of said like, what, what is it? Like, what does it do? And I said, you know what? Enterprises have a fundamental challenge around backup and they, they don't really know what backup is. So I said, hey, so this is my mission critical device. It's my phone, right? And, and the thing I hold most valuable on this device is the pictures of my kids, right? I could get the, the opportunity to look back at any point in time and, and I want to have that at all times. So in order to protect the data, I have a bunch of options. I could back it up to this laptop here. Uh, and, uh, you know, as I add more photos, I got to add more hard, you know, external hard drives and I've got to, you know, make sure to do it. And if I forget to do it, I lose the pictures. I could take that same software on my laptop and put it in the public cloud and run it like on an EC2 instance and pay all of the time, even though I barely ever use it. That seems kind of ridiculous. Uh, or I could just use iCloud or Google Photos, just literally click the button and I don't ever worry about the photos not being protected. It's 100% protected. I took 100 pictures last night for Halloween. They were all backed up by this morning. And the cool part to that is now that all my data is in one centralized place, I get huge value from it. Last night, they sent me, want to see last year's Halloween with your kids? Yes, I do. And I click on it. I get to see my kids last year. And so the values that can be brought by a centralized thing is huge. The simplicity of being able to get it to work is amazing for me. And I pay a cost basis for the capacity that I store, and I don't care about what the infrastructure is. That's the simplicity of SaaS. And that's really what Glumio is doing for the enterprise to help people get the simplicity, the predictable nature of it, and the security of it running 
uh, outside of my own house or my own phone um, and, and almost giving me an air gap backup solution. It's great. So digging into Clumio, what is the market segment that you're focusing on and that really that pain point that you're solving? Sure. So if you look at backup, it, it, it sucks, I will say, as a whole. Nobody really like loves backup whatsoever. And, and so, you know, what I was looking at uh, or what we look at, at least in the company, is really helping enterprises as a whole. So there's not a specific segment that they we're really focusing it on. I'd say of our early customer base, it's all over the place from large scale enterprises to, to, you know, healthcare accounts to, you know, federal entities and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, and so I, I'd say that, you know, our big focus was trying to figure out how we would fundamentally change the paradigm around data protection because it just was not great on-prem. And most of the mindset was really focused on an on-prem basis, meaning that I do all of the same things that I do on-prem and then I tried to go do the same thing I did in the cloud. If you look at what's happened in the enterprise, that's failed already. The whole lift and shift model didn't really pan out to anything other than, you know, some people got some cost reductions, but it was a lot higher, more expensive colo. And most people realize that they need to re-architect their applications to really take on the true agility of the cloud. And so I always say to people, if you were to build an application today, would you go build it on a server architecture and then assume that that's somehow going to magically work for you for the next 10 years, knowing that you're going to be taking on more and more cloud native services? Or would you build a platform from the cloud up from the get-go on potentially cloud native services so that you could take advantage of the innovations of the public cloud, but at the same time, take on the agility, the elasticity, and all of the services that are already kind of previously built into it. What is the next closest uh, competitor that you could say to what Clemio does and how are you guys different? So I would say the, the competitors are kind of still the legacy realm of things. I, I, put, I put a bucket around them because they're still very much based upon a product that was in a data center that was on a server. And they have now kind of, kind of virtualized their appliances in the public cloud. Um, and so all of the traditional names, I would say, are still in the competitive realms of things. Um, there aren't very many competitors who are doing what I'd say 100% cloud native, meaning that we don't have like an appliance per se. We have, uh, you know, we run on DynamoDB, Lambda, all serverless functions for the most part. You know, I have some RDS in the back and we're not building our own data structures or databases. Uh, it's 100% Amazon resources for today and it will go to other clouds in the future. But it gives us huge agility to not have to think about that. And so I don't think there's another competitor who's doing that in a cloud native format. There are other people who protect cloud assets out there, uh, but they do it in a form factor. Uh, and, and I'll give you a little bit deeper technology differentiation is, imagine this for a quick second. When you're backing up assets, we send it directly to S3. We're completely out of the way. Meaning I have a, uh, a OVA that gets deployed in a VMware environment. It then inventories everything. You set a policy, it backs it up, and we're completely out of the way. It's, it's leveraging the scalability of S3 within Amazon, which is ridiculously sized. Most other competitors are a, uh, an EC2 instance that sits there and collects the data. And the EC2 instance, yes, you can scale those all you like, but those are now the bottleneck of getting data into the cloud. And so for us, what we've done is leverage the true capabilities of the cloud to make us vastly different. And that's just the first part. That's just the one thing we do to get data there. But then once it's there, you can start splitting up processes in a much more parallel fashion because we're doing very serverless functionality uh, with you know, Lambda functions all over the place and creating huge monstrous workflows versus having one single compute entity be that bottleneck of the entire system. What year did it start? 
In 2017, so we've been around for about two years in development. Uh, we just came out of stealth in August. Um, comically enough, we actually GA'd the product in, in April. This was pre my time. Um, and uh, we were already having customers actually purchase before we even had a website, which is even more hilarious. Uh, I was interviewing with, with Glumio and I, you know, my wife at the time was like, this, they're not even real. They don't even have a website. It just says like, oh, we, we really trust this. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, at, at the end of the day, the technology kind of spoke for itself and a lot of customers who tried it saw that like unique simplicity that so many other products had that kind of come, come out to market with that it disrupted the industry altogether. Um, and, uh, you know, if you look at what happened when we came out of Stealth in 2019 now, two years later at uh, um, VMworld, we won best in show uh, for the entire show as well as our own category, uh, which I would say I was actually pretty impressed by in the sense that we just got a website up the week before. Um, and, and some of the reasons why we're, you know, a big focus on security, a totally different way of doing backup than anyone else had done before. And I think the overall vision and strategy of the business. And the backing behind it, did I, did I see correctly that they raised additional uh, funds as well? So we've, uh, we've uh, raised a total of 51 million in funding currently, which uh, has given us, you know, great opportunities for continued growth. Uh, and so it's an exciting space for us to, you know, innovate in and continue to grow from there. So going forward, what do, you, what do you see the next one, two years where you want to be and will you be? Yeah, great question. I, so I, I think about this quite often and, um, you know, articulating this to people after only being out for one month is, is also kind of funny at the same time. But, um, you know, a lot of what we want to do in the next year or two is really get on new data sources, right? And so today we focus on VMware, um, you know, we're, we're getting more and more into native public cloud services. We'll get more and more SaaS based offerings. I think we'll really try to satisfy a lot of those, add feature functionality to the product around, you know, reporting and other elegances that people love. It's funny, you know, at, at early days of Pure, everybody wanted to see the same knobs they had. And we had to kind of explain to them that they don't need those knobs anymore, right? Because it's like, you know, you, you just don't, the complexity has gone. And so there's a bit of that. So we're, we're, we're helping people try to understand exactly what's going on. And at some point people are going to say, oh, I don't even care about it because it's so simple and it just works. Um, beyond that, I think, you know, our overall vision is building a data platform and um, the values that can come from that are, uh, are, there is a bunch, right? And so building in a single consolidated catalog and index across a large scale capacity gives you a lot of power to be able to derive um, both value from your data, which everyone wants to do, but also a competitive advantage against your competitors to really be able to get some uh, inherent value that you weren't able to get because you didn't have that consolidated view in the past. I am excited for that vision, and I appreciate whether it's going to take you know a year, two years, but it's the the end goal of of being able to have all this data, how you can use it. I also appreciate the point that you see some of the hurdles as you grow those knobs that you mentioned people are, are looking for right now, what other hurdles do you see that you're going to have to overcome in order to realize this vision of, of more and more people being able to utilize this service? Yeah, great question. So, you know, if you look at most enterprises today, they're going through a bunch of hurdles themselves to even get to the cloud. And a lot of it is just the shift in mindset that needs to happen between on-prem and the public cloud. I use this fun analogy about, you know, your lights on in your house. And when you were a kid, you know, your parents would tell you to shut the lights off all the time and you never really understood why, right? And I'm going to come back to that room in two hours. I could leave the light on. 
the first time you paid your electricity bill, the holy smokes, you were like, I got to pay for this thing all the time. It's expensive. I got to turn all my lights off. That's really what's happened at the applications here. Fundamentally, you had an application that ran 100% of the time in the data center. And you didn't pay any difference. It was a CapEx spend. Now you move that application into the cloud. Um, you're going to pay for every second that thing's running. And so you've got to build in efficiencies so that when I'm not using that particular function, I got to shut it down. And if you look at cloud native based activities, it's very much focused on using serverless based capabilities and, and platforms and service offerings where you pay for API calls. So you're not paying for anything while it's running. And so I think that the hurdle that, you know, uh, we, we could run into is people just really having trouble getting to the cloud faster and understanding the value that it brings. And I, I personally believe those hurdles are already going away. Second is, you know, reading quite a bit, hit, hit up a bunch of different blogs and, you know, stay pretty close to the pulse of things. What's um, your favorite blog? I, I, I might ask any, any come to mind right away. Like, Oh man, you know, this one I, I frequent fairly often. Any thoughts? So I, the, the ones that I actually spend a lot of time on are like the, you know, updates on new companies and technology and stuff. So like the register is one you get to see like uh, more provocative ways of, uh, you know, getting, getting news. Um, cause I'm, I'm usually on very, very, uh, quick readings of things versus, uh, you know, spending a lot of time reviewing it. We, we never have much time. So it's like, how do you quickly get new insights and what, are, what is this one doing? What is that one doing? And if I can go back to actually your, your network and friends, brilliant idea. Yeah. Any tactics do you, um, how often do you get together folks? Do you like, Hey, let's have a weekly beer with uh, my local tech friends or do you have any strategies for, for getting together and doing that? I wish there was something more consistent. It's kind of, you know, uh, I travel quite a bit, so I get to see people in, in different um, in different areas all the time. And it's it, it, the fun part about traveling is you kind of jump into people's lives for a couple of days, and then you know they're forced to have to hang out with you the the whole time, I guess. Um, and, and so you get to spend a bunch of time with different folks from different walks of life, as well as different regions. That, that's one area. Like the valley's got its own ecosystem, so sometimes it's interesting to go, you know, central into central East Coast, uh, down south, and you kind of get a good mix of where the world is uh, versus being just focused too much on your own ecosystem. What kind of upcoming technology are you most excited about, personally? So. Um, I was big, big and still am on a lot of the artificial intelligence machine learning side of the house. Uh, we built uh, at Pure a bunch of really cool products for deep learning uh, and the like. And we, I spent probably a good year just digging into, you know, different types of models and trying to build my own. Um, uh, we, we did a couple fun demos uh, of, uh, you know, object classification and the like, because there's a lot of stuff that's kind of like pre-built that you can easily integrate into it and open source. Um, but really, I'm excited about that type of technology, not in the, you know, the, the media tends to over exaggerate a lot of the capabilities of these things, but really seeing exactly how we can integrate these into products to really add inherent values to people that, you know, I, I think today we can do with a lot of, you know, complex algorithms and workflows and math, but actually have them be more of an assisting capability to be able to showcase like, hey, you may not have seen this correlated correlation within your data. Um, but I just noticed it. It may be interesting. Those types of things are pretty fun because I think, you know, today it's all about driving as much value from data that you possibly can. And, you know, we, don't, we only have a certain amount of focus. A lot of times it takes when you have a large scale amount of data uh, algorithms to really be able to dictate where inherent value could reside. And then the humans figure out uh, whether it's valuable or not and try to correlate those together. AI assistance. It's, yeah. it's, 
for sure. I'm excited for that too, without a doubt. Uh, thank you again so much for joining. Where can folks go to learn more about Clumia? What's a good first step for them to take? Sure. So we have a bunch of uh, great content on Clumio.com, our, our newly uh, created website. Um, we've got a bunch of great blog posts um, from various different aspects. So um, we have some from the engineering side of the house to kind of tell you why we build a SaaS-based product, why it's different. Um, some that are more just kind of talking about the industry and trends that we see within within the market. Uh, some just about culture and what it's like to be in a small you know startup company that's trying to disrupt the market. So some great content there. Uh, we'll be out at uh, reInvent uh, coming uh, in December. So there'll be some fun stuff uh, that we'll be announcing out there. Um, and uh, feel free to reach out to, to me at any point in time as well. I'm at, at Chad Kenny um, on Twitter and uh, also have my own uh, chadkenny.com uh, blog as well. That concludes the audio version of this episode. To see the original and more, visit our Uptech Report YouTube channel. If you know a tech company we should interview, you can nominate them at uptechreport.com. Or if you just prefer to listen, make sure you subscribe to this series on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. Thank you.